anyway, all right, let's get started. Okay, episode 92, two and a half month hiatus. Like, it's, I don't think I've ever taken that long of a break. Ah, delicious. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> all right, got to do the Flores shuffle, guys. Flores shuffle. All right. <laughs> all right, hello, world. Welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. If you forgot what this is because of the long delay, that's understandable. Uh, my name is John Flores. Uh, this is my podcast. Uh, I'm on with two frequent guests. He was on literally the episode we last did, episode 91, with his fiance Rachel. Welcome back, Stephen Bastola. I'm doing the Italian sign. The, Yo. The, uh, okay. Mamma mia. And I also am welcoming you back. We're still waiting. Still waiting on that Drake album uh, that's never coming out. We literally did an episode on Drake and expecting the album to come out sooner rather than later. And it looks like it's coming out later. Welcome back, Anthony Jenkins, a.k.a. Cut. How you doing today, man? Doing good, man. You know, certified level boy. Coming soon. Still still waiting on those cash apps from all you loyal listeners. I mean, <laughs> they might have fallen <laughs> off. They might have thought I quit because I haven't done it in so long. Uh, so, uh and Donda, I heard uh, Donda's getting released the sixth. So, dude, had sold out a, an arena with seventy thousand people for a listening party. Yeah, Stephen, if you're and not didn't aware, even play the album. Yeah, Stephen, if you're not aware, Kanye, his album was supposed to come out Friday, but because he had a, he sold. It was a listening party at the Mercedes Benz uh, Arena in Atlanta. Sold it out. Everyone there got to listen to it. And it was like, okay, so you're going to release that, right? Nope. Pushed it back two weeks. So they all got to hear it way ahead of time. And now we got to wait. And I was like, Cut was texting me, you listen to it yet? I was like, no, man, I've been checking my phone all day, man. I was waiting for it to drop. And it it never did. So uh, I expect to be good. I'm really hoping it's good. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We are not here to talk (laughs) about music, Cut. We are here to talk about something we all love very much. The NBA season. It just wrapped up. It was a, a very exciting season, in my opinion. We'll get into that. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks defeated the Phoenix Suns in six games. Bucks in six. Shout out to Brandon Jennings. The uh, Brooklyn uh, Nets defeated the Celtics in five games. Or four, <laughs> was it four? I think it was four. It was, it, it was five. Oh, okay. Anyway, we're... Wait, uh, is, <laughs> doesn't, he doesn't know his sports people. Look at this. He's already getting it wrong. Both, I will certify that both of these two gentlemen that I have on are uh, definitely uh, have better, more expertise when it comes to basketball than I do, which, you know, depending on how you judge that is maybe saying a lot, maybe not saying much. Anyway, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the NBA season. We normally do this each year. Uh, we haven't done it yet. We're, we're also going to talk about Team USA basketball because that's tangentially related to the NBA season had actually a lot to do with the NBA season as far as the time frame of the season. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about the Olympics. We're going to touch on this recent development that came out this past week about Texas and OU and apparently a bunch. Oh God, put that down. We're going to talk about Texas and OU joining the SEC as we are all uh, LSU fans. That has huge implications for our conference and our team. And lastly, we're going to touch on the saints because priest like, Training camps have started, or they start have uh, they start uh, this coming week? Next, next, well, I think next week the Saints start. I don't. I think 
all, all the teams are different. I'm pretty sure the Ravens, Cowboys, and somebody else have already started. But they're all kind of getting into the flow now. Okay. So, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. This is going to be part one. Uh, Dalvin Ford, my buddy, is going to be on part two. Like I, I was telling the guys, I don't know if I'm going to do a, a, a long episode today or I'm going to do a separate and I'm going to release his on Thursday. We'll see. We'll see how it goes with the editing. All right, let's talk about this, guys. First off, before we get into that, how how was y'all summer so far? We're, we're recording this on July 24th. Not the summer still going on. Uh, I believe it's the dog days of summer, if I'm correct. Uh, how have y'all summer been, man? It's been, like I said, two and a half months since I talked to you, Stephen. I was in town. I got to see both of y'all. So, yeah, how's it going for y'all? Uh, Stephen, if you want to kick it off. It's fucking hot. No, it is. No, it hasn't. I haven't, I haven't done as much as I would like, but it was. It's. it's been okay so far. Um, really just kind of waiting for the fall. That's when all the festivals and all the stuff around here is back, so just kind of getting to there yeah all right what about you Ka? Uh, i got to we had a fun time we were gonna play pool and then we did uh <laughs> when i hung out with you that one time but we did play some rummy it was great uh how's your summer been man wait y'all didn't play uh, pool no it's so funny story it, it <laughs> we put in our quarters and everything had the neck lined out we had to got the balls racked up i'm about to break guy comes over hey y'all can't be in here uh, they were doing a pool tournament at the time. League you know, play. Like, yeah. So, I mean, not really league play. I mean, anybody could, could go in and pay the $5 entry. And, oh, um, you know, maybe that's so, what we I mean, should have done. I didn't know that. I mean, you know, if you want to play one-on-one versus some pool sharks, go ahead. I wasn't going to get myself humiliated like that. Yeah, that's probably that's, – that's Even for $5 to, to hit the ball one time and then sit there and watch them play. Yeah, for real. But uh, yeah. as far as summer went, man, I mean, it's it's been work. Uh, haven't been doing much. Normally, I do a lot during the summer, but I'm, I'm with Steve, and I'm, I'm kind of waiting for, you know, the fall. That's when, you know, wrap up my, my trips and actually getting out and about. I guess learning this new job just been a reason for me to just stay inside, I guess. And anyone listening to this, always keep in mind, was it failure to signal or failure to merge lanes? Kyle? What was Cross solid white lines or double solid white lines? Improper oh, lane change. Improper lane change. I was, Statute uh, thirty-two seventy-nine. It was. Uh, I remember. I didn't get a ticket, but I was driving back home from uh, Louisiana one time to Austin, and it was. I was in a. Uh, I was in a part of the part of Texas called Maynard. It's a little bit outside of Austin, and a cop stopped me. And she gave me a citation. She didn't give me a ticket. She gave me a citation for fa- like failure to signal. Keep in mind, it was like eleven o'clock at night. I, my car, and this cop car were the only cars on the road, pitch black, and I didn't signal because I was trying to get out of the cop's way. She was in the left lane, I was in the right lane, so I was trying to get her way. Didn't use my signal. Woo woo woo. I was like, oh fuck me, dude. But luckily, I got off with. I didn't get a ticket. So, but I was just like failure to signal. I was like, come on, man. What are you doing? You're wasting both our times. But, you know, Blue Lives Matter, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> must, must be nice to get a citation instead of a ticket. Man. I was surprised, too. I was like, God damn, that's going to be like a hundred something bucks. Thing? Wait, what? Is that not the same thing? I No, I think the thing is, like, I could because it was a it was a uh, I don't know what the proper term is, but it wasn't a solid line. 
so I could change lanes, but it's just the fact that I didn't signal the cut. If you have two solid, you're not supposed to cross over because it's you know, that's traffic laws. Anyway, enough, enough, enough dancing around the topic. Quit stalling, you two. We're gonna get to the main topics now. The NBA season. Okay. So for anyone not aware, it was the NBA season that was coming off of the uh, bubble season and the bubble championship, bubble playoffs, which ended in October. And this season kicked off in December. So I think we can start there. How do you guys feel about that? Do you think from the resulting, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself, the playoffs, there was there were some severe injuries throughout the season and in the playoffs. Do you think that the crunched off season, uh, the quick turnaround, do you think that that was the smart way of going about it, even with the financial implications of not uh, and missing out on the Olympics? How do you all feel about it? Uh, Kyle, you can start, I guess. I mean, even in the bubble last year, I mean, which was still putting a lot of people in harm's way, we saw a significant amount of injuries that mm-hmm. kind of poured over into this year. With and I mean, I guess you can you can say that. I mean, this has been the shortest offseason they have ever had in the NBA. Two I mean, months. Two months, like it's like fifty-seven days to be exact in between uh, the finals and the start of the new season. But I mean. I don't think it gave those times, especially for guys that have been away from their family all that time in the bubble. Yeah. I mean, now you're getting even shorter time away from you, you know, you know, to actually spend with your family. I mean, it, I mean, I feel like it plays more of a, not only physical, but a cognitive effect on you. Like, yeah. I mean, it'll mess with your mental. I mean, but I, I, I don't think it was good for the players, but I mean, I understand it was a business. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, they went out there and did it and hopefully we can, trying to get back on the right schedule next year yeah we are coming we are i think it's kicking off in october like it usually does i think we're getting right on back to schedule with this upcoming season it really should start december all right steven how do you feel about it what would you do you think there was a better way to do it or you think that was the best possible way how it was done was the only best possible way of doing it? i mean from a business aspect it's probably probably the right thing for them to do i mean i don't i don't think the short transition from the bubble to the new season really played as big an impact on the physical toll on many players. Mm. Um, I think on guys like LeBron who are 36, it probably did. Um, But like, you know, the 20 something year olds, you know, other than the the mental aspect of being in a bubble and away from your family that long, you know, I don't, I don't think it would take much of a physical toll on you. Yeah. So, to the all the injuries we had last season, I don't I don't think the bubble was a big proponent of that. Mm. Well, I I think that it is telling, and I guess again we're talking about the regular season, uh, but I do think it's telling that none of I think the th- the the two the three out of the four teams that were in the conference finals in the bubble didn't make it out of the first round, and I think the Nuggets were the only ones, and they got. Knocked out in the second round. They were in shambles. They yeah. yeah, Jamal Murray was injured. I think that I agree. I think we. I think everybody generally agrees that like it's really rough. I felt bad. I really did feel bad for him, especially the Heat. I feel like if they had been given, I'm not saying they would have won at all, but I think that if they had been given a bit more time, I think that you know they they would have done better because they really got. I think they got swept in the first round, right? Yeah, hmm, I think they were missing Gordon Dragic. I mean, yeah, and he was there. I think. I think he was. I think he was 
beat up and injured, but I mean, mm. I don't, I don't think they were beating Milwaukee. Yeah, like, they were kind of on a mission and a bit of a revenge tour for them. Yeah. But, well, I mean, they, were, they were kind of a one-hit wonder. I, I mean, I think I think they benefited from the bubble the most. Um, yeah, <laughs> Tyler Hero was playing out of his mind. Yeah, all, came all back and. <laughs> All the guys that were shooting lights out last year did not shoot that well this time around, and it showed. Well, let's talk about our individual teams. Kyle, you're wearing a Celtics hat, uh, but let's start with the Pelicans. Uh, it was kind of an <laughs> underwhelming season for the Pelicans. They did not make the playoffs. Uh, y'all fired St- uh, Van Gundy after one year, which is, I mean, I was like, okay, well, why not, right? Uh, so, Stephen, how do you feel about the Pels? And Anthony, of course, you'll, I'll, you can – I mean, you're you're you live in the state of Louisiana, so I'm sure you keep the tabs on the Pelicans as well. But Stephen, how do you feel like your season went? Do you, what do you think? Do you think Willie Green, the new coach that y'all hired, will right the ship and do better, or do you think it's just going to be more of the same? Uh, I think we'll see. Um, he's he's definitely more of a players' coach than say Van Gundy was. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody who can definitely relate to those guys a little bit more, especially considering he has played for the Pelicans in the past. Um, he's been great in Phoenix. He's been highly touted as one of the best assistant coaches in the league. So, you know, it seems like a really good hire. Um, I'm not going to bash the organization for firing the coach after one year because we've seen We've seen it in other sports where it's just like, look, it, it doesn't work out. You just get rid of the guy. There's no reason to try to continue to kick a dead horse here. We saw with LSU, they, they fired Matt Canada after one year, ended up getting Joe Brady maybe a year or two later, and they went on to win it all. So, I mean, if it's not working, move on. Um, so I have no problem with that. Um, I think this offseason for them in terms of player acquisition is probably going to be the most important mm-hmm. of, all the off seasons they've had so far and probably the ones to come, because I think this is kind of the, this is kind of the, the moment we're going to look back on and be like, this is either where they completely fucked it up or this is going to be why we're in the Western conference finals in one or two years. Okay. So what so. the two big stars, I think on Pelicans are obviously Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. And if I'm forgetting anybody, my apologies, but how do you feel like their individual seasons? Were you impressed? Were you just like, yeah, that was great and all, but what did it get us in the end? How did you feel about their individual seasons? Uh, it was good to see Zion play pretty much the entire season. Um, he's as advertised. I don't think he's really added a whole lot to his game since mm-hmm. he's been here. Not that he necessarily has needed to. They they really played him a lot at the point, which was an interesting move. But it's it was very effective. Very very effective. Um, Ingram kind of took a step back this year. I don't know if it had anything to do with Zion's, you know, them moving him around, doing whatever. But mm-hmm. the, the big question is whether or not those two guys really fit together and can play together. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when Zion was out in his rookie year and in his second, second campaign, he, uh, he was kind of the guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know if he'll continue to be the guy going on. Maybe they might be able to, to put together some kind of like Giannis Middleton thing, where you know one dude's clearly the best player, but the other dude might be the one to hit that jumper when you need him to play. Yeah. So, so what do you feel about Lonzo? Are you trade Lonzo or you keep Lonzo? Which, which camp are you in? Um, I've, I've never wanted Lonzo, so mm. 
give him give him away for all I care. I'm not I'm not I'm not a fan. Um, he's a good dude. Don't get me wrong. I'm just not a fan of his game. I don't think um, I really don't think he fits with what we're trying to do. I would love to see them sign trade him somewhere, and, but I don't I don't really know what they could get back for him. Okay, anyone else you want to shout out like uh, Stephen Jackson? Uh, Stephen Jackson. <laughs> Stephen Jackson. Uh, my uh, boy, Stephen Jackson, you know. Stacks, yeah. Like, yeah. Kwame Brown over here. Anyone else you want to give a shout-out to? Stephen Adams, uh, my bad, guys. No, anyway. I'll, I'll name our two backup guards, uh, Kira, Kira Lewis and uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Um, yeah. I think those two guys can take a, a step up and and be pretty good. I think we'll, I think they'll make the playoffs for sure because the, the biggest problem we had last year is we couldn't get any scoring from the guards at all, which includes Lonzo. Um, you know, he put up 30 one night and four points the next night. And there's, I'm not even going to name, I'm not even going to name, I'm just going to move on. Uh, and then there's, there's Steven Adams, um, working this off season. Apparently there's a lot of talk about him potentially being a stretch big. Okay. Um, Stick to what you know, man. Look. Look, I mean, it would be good if he actually could. I just don't believe it. I've seen all the hype around. Somebody like Ben Simmons shooting three pointers in a local, you know, LA fitness, and it's like, great, you didn't do it in the in the regular season or anything at all. So it's just like, it doesn't matter unless you do it actually like on the court in an NBA game. So we'll, we'll see. But I mean, if he could shoot the if he could shoot the three, that would be that would be humongous. Design. Yeah, we're not we don't have to name them, but I've always wondered, like, how do you feel as a player that you get traded? And the team you got traded from wins the championship next year. How does that got? That's got to sting, right? That's got to suck, right? No, I, if it if it wasn't expected, maybe. But yeah. I mean, we traded Anthony Davis. We gave Anthony Davis to LeBron. Go figure. They won a championship, and then we traded Drew to to Milwaukee, who kind of had. I'm gonna call them the mini big three because I don't think Ooh, all I three of them are superstars. I think just one of them is, but. Um, they were clearly the, the, the best trio in the I think that's fair. That's fair. Healthy, yeah. Uh, Cub, before we get to your Celtics, what do you think? Do you have anything to add to the Pelicans? Oh, I mean, I mean, he pretty much hit everything. But, I mean, hopefully, you know, we can, we can, we'll take Lonzo off y'all hands. You know, I'll, if y'all just want to sign and trade him to us, we, you know, wouldn't give y'all anything. Guys. A pack of Skittles. Um, Make it eminent. We got Skittles <laughs> in New Orleans. I don't think we're hurting for Skittles. Oh, but uh, that interesting team, you know. I'm I'm looking forward to watching them again. I mean, they're very young. Yeah. But they have a lot of talent on that team. I mean, I don't know if the whole coaching thing has been a problem. I mean, they've been going through coaches like crazy. I mean, look, they fired Monty Williams. He he went to the finals this year. You know, fucking Delvin. Um, uh, so I mean. Monty, yeah, under new leadership for what it's worth. Okay, but, leadership. but I mean, not that. Like Stephen said, though, the pressure is on them to make moves this off season. I mean, if you if you want to plan on extending Zion past his rookie deal, they're gonna have to put some bodies around him. He already has people in his ear that's telling him, you know, go on, get out of the world. He'll be, he'll be restricted free agent. He's not going anywhere until he's at least like 27, 28. Yeah, he's, but he's he's going to New York eventually. But bet on it. You heard it here first. Well, you didn't hear it here first, but I'm yeah, going out on him. He's going, no, he's going to the Knicks. All right, I think that does it with the Pelicans. Let's move on to the Seas, man. The Celtics had a big shakeup at the end of the season. Uh, Cuff, you want to touch on that first, or do you want to touch on uh, Mr. 23? 
or Jalen Brown? Like, what, what are you? How are you feeling after your season? Twenty-three. He's only. 23. I mean, I'm. I'm feeling. You know, I'm feeling good, man. I mean, it was a horrible season. We underperformed. It was a horrible season, uh, but I'm feeling all right about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, our two, our two stars showed up. I mean, damn, look at dude. Well, our our two younger stars showed up. I mean, they did what they had to do. I mean, it was a significant blow losing Jalen Brown. I mean. Right before playoffs, I mean, you got a guy averaging 24 points a game. That, I mean, is a, a big help. I mean, but we're, I feel like we're, we're stepping in a good direction. Each step down, nobody's holding on to picks anymore. Actually, Brad Stevens talking about giving away 2022nd round first picks, okay, already. So, which they will, oh, they'll be able to do after the draft Thursday if they do want to try to package a deal around the 20, you know, 2022 pick for the first round. But, I mean, he looks like he's more so on the on the side of building things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he one thing he did have like reports of him having favoritism in the locker room as far as playing time goes. But I mean, the new hiring coach with May. I mean, I think he's he's gonna be good. I watched a couple clips of him, you know, basically working out with the guys. I mean, he he looks like he actually gets out there. He he, he has a body that he can put on put on Tatum. You know, when they're going through drills and stuff versus Brad going out there and it's you know, bad charts and, and smile, you know, but the the guys that we have, I mean, we're only, what, missing a point guard right now. I feel like that should be our, our next focus is just signing a, a decent point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as that team went, I feel like our biggest downfall was Kimber Walker, you know, yeah. signing Kimber Walker that year, you know. Took a flyer on him. You took a y'all took a y'all took a flyer on him. Yeah, on a thirty year old, one hundred and forty one million dollar contract for four years. When you got Terry Rozier, that you can you know that signed for thirty six for three. This year, Terry Rozier averaged twenty. Mm-hmm. Campbell Walker averaged nineteen point three. Yeah, but Charlotte hasn't been healthy. Tom. Yeah, but Charlotte was horrible. I mean, okay, they took about the same amount of shots though. I mean. If you give him a green light to shoot, you give him a green light to shoot. And he's more active on defense than Kimball Walker was. You know? But even so, that's still the three-year, $36 million deal for a 27-year-old, 26-year-old. Well, he was 24 at that time versus a 30-year-old. And then you could have kept Marcus Morris, who you know got a four-year deal for 60. So, yeah. so you, you could have kept two key pieces – and you know, built on a point guard versus you know signing an older point guard and getting rid of a lot of, you know, a lot of bench players. That was one of my biggest disappointments from you know that. I feel like the organization doesn't really build their point guards. They just try to go find one to fill a slot every time. And yeah. like Terry Rozier would have been a perfect person to build, other than you know Marcus Smart who plays shooting guard most of the time. But yeah, it's also a point. He's like the only person they actually kept from draft. You know, but again, this year is going to be bright things. We brought back Al. You know, big Al Horford. Watch Rob, Rob Williams, you know, I felt like he's going to get his, his starting role. Uh, I mean, he, he was amazing when he did start. He held the game, you know, a fast-paced game. It kept it up nice for us. Uh, I feel like we could have won at least two if he would have stayed healthy. Three of Jalen Brown was there. Uh, yeah, on, uh, let me get Steven in on here. Steven, I guess I got to say, please be as – I guess as respectful as you can be and as delicate as you can be. How do you feel about the Celt- the Celtic season? Uh I mean their season was what Anthony described as a big disappointment for them. I mean, you know, you guys coming into the season expecting to win a championship every year, but uh, I mean, 
They didn't even come close this year. They were never really a threat. It was, it was I mean, by February 26th, our four stars only played 28 minutes together. Now you have two months for the playoffs. They played 28 minutes together by February 26th as a starting unit. Okay. I mean, it's bad. I mean, so, yeah, they and yeah, I mean, they underperformed, but they also wasn't, you know, healthy. We got hit by injury bugs harder than anybody in the damn league. Yeah, I think COVID really affected the Celtics pretty hard, too. Like, Jason Tatum got it really bad, right? Yeah, and then he came back and dropped 50. Yeah, this is true. Uh, anybody couldn't find his win, and then he drops 50. Okay. <laughs> I mean, eventually he got it back, man. You, got to you adapt. That's what the GOATs do, okay? Look, he, look, he's fantastic. He really was in that Brooklyn series. That was fun to watch. They couldn't <laughs> stop him at all. Well, we're getting to that. Uh, I'll just say, I'm obviously, I'm the, I'm the Bulls fan in the group. Uh, <laughs> the you know, Crap, I'll, just say, I'll just say, shut up. I'll say two things. Uh, Steven, you said earlier that the Hornets were terrible. Uh, they were two games better than the Bulls. I'll just say that. And the second thing is we do not have a first-round pick on Thursday, so I'm not even going to watch the draft. I don't care. I'll just say we are still uh, vigorously on that treadmill of mediocrity, and uh, hopefully brighter things come around. And I'm, I'm going to really enjoy watching Zach Levine play for Team USA. So let's move on to some of the other big uh, storylines. One I wanted to touch on was Dame. How do y'all feel about Dame? Where do y'all think, do you think he should stay? Do you think they should try, the Portland situation is salvageable? Do you think they should trade him? Where do you, where would you like to see him go? Uh, Kyle, let's start with you, man. Where do you, what do you think about Dame? Um, I mean, I think, I think he should stay. Don't say he gets to go to the Celtics. We are not even entertaining that. I mean, you know, you know Tatum working out there with it is worth great. Give up too much, no. Uh, no. I feel like you you end up giving up Jalen Brown, and I don't I don't really want that. I need them two on the team, so I mean I'm not I'm not worried about Dame. Like, give me lines up. Give, give me Jaylen somebody Brown that's not a Damian Lillard. No, I was just gonna let it no. slide. I was just gonna let it slide. I mean, but it's it's not just Jalen. You you're not just giving up Jalen for a swap. I mean, if it was just a swap, cool. But you pairing him with another person, you're probably giving up Marcus Smart. You you're probably smart. giving up. Oh man, the heart Dang of the Miller. team. Hell no, I don't want Dane. No. Wow. You got I, two. Why why would you need that when you got two guys averaging twenty five? You you gonna throw in Dame? I mean, that's it's too much. Ago. I want somebody that's gonna mainly facilitate. Let those guys get their buckets. They got okay, two stars that we're ready to build. So huh? where would you like to see him go? Facilitate. I, no, hell no. I like to see him. Huh? I, like I said, I think he should stay there. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, he, it's Portland faithful. I mean, I I get it, and I guess I'd stay there if CJ McCollum plans to stay there. If not, I mean, they just need to pull the whole thing up. Uh, I mean, they're, they're trying, but I mean, if he's gonna move, I'd like to see him come to the East. You know, I think I think he he'd probably do better out in the East. You know, with you know I mean, Philly would be a nice fit for him. They can trade Ben Simmons over there to Portland. Yeah. Well, that was what I was gonna touch on next. But Stephen, what do you think about Dame, real quick? Dame needs to go to Philly. Philly needs to get on the phone with Portland and Golden State. And they need to work out some three-way trade where Golden State gets Ben Simmons, hmm. Philly gets Dame, and every asset that Golden State and Philly has, 
all goes to Portland. And just let them restart, do whatever they need to do. They will be loaded with picks because they're going to get two different teams. That's probably the best scenario. I don't That's see, very interesting. I don't see anything better that they could get from one particular team. I think those are the two teams that, that would be very interesting to me. I would love to see Ben Simmons on, on Golden State. You think he plays the five? Because then he could take Draymond. Hmm? You so you wouldn't put him at the five? Who? Ben. Oh, no. He's not a five. I would let him play the five. Or Draymond would probably play five. He would be small ball five. Like I said, he would basically take Draymond's role. I think if you give, you move Draymond to Philly, you move Dame to Philly, Philly... He sends a whole shit ton of picks and probably some other role players here or there to, to Golden State and the, the picks and stuff to, to, to Portland and Golden State works out something. But those those are the three teams that need to get on the phone. They all have the pieces that each other needs um, to do what they want to do. And that's for Philly to be really good, for Golden Warriors to be really good, and for Portland to just restart to be loaded to do it. So that's, that's what I, would, I think would be the most interesting thing. And I think Philly would be really, really freaking good with Dame and, and MB. That would be incredible. Uh, let's talk about Philly. Uh, well, I guess you already kind of already touched on it, but like, poor Ben, man. Like, I really want to root for Ben Simmons. I'm, I'm wearing an LSU hat, and I'm like, but dude, like, golly, man, it was so tough to watch him in the playoffs this year. I don't know what you do about it, man. Uh, but yeah, I guess you got to trade him. That's what they're planning on doing. But let's talk about Embiid versus Jokic. How did y'all feel about the MVP? Do you think it went to the right guy, or would you have gone to Embiid or I don't know someone else? Who was who was the other? Steph was getting a lot of attention, huh? So do y'all think LeBron was getting attention at some point? Harden was getting attention. Steph got attention. Embiid got attention. Joker got attention. The Joker was the only one left that didn't get it. Okay. So do you think it went to the right guy? I feel like the Joker. He deserved it. I mean, he had less help around him, in my opinion, than the. Than the others had. Yeah. And I mean, he, are we going off of like most valuable player or are we going off of most healthy player? Because that's kind of what they picked it. Off of. Okay. So who do you think was the most valuable player this year? Well, I mean, uh, health comes into being valuable, in my opinion, as well. Fair point. I mean, it, it, look, it's not something to just disregard, but I, I mean, it's, it's clear that whenever somebody got hurt, they were immediately like thrown out of the race. Yeah. So, I, you know, during the regular season, um, before LeBron got hurt, he's up there. Uh, I thought Harden was really fantastic. Before Harden was really trip. impressing me this season. Yeah. He wasn't so, doing all that bullshit that he did in Houston. And being, yes. those, would have been my, those would have been my top three. You could have given it to any one of those three, and I would have been like, yeah, I could, I could see it. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to dwell on it. Again, it was kind of – it's it's kind of hard to – it's kind of hard to really wrap your head around, but the MVP was kind of a consolation prize this year. Like it was like, you know, it was, it was whatever. Like I was, I remember preseason, everybody was talking about Luca winning it all. And I know you're a hot, really high on Luca, Steven. Do you think he's front runner going into next season as well? Front runner? No, but he's, he's definitely up there. Um, yeah. Depending on, I don't know what his odds would be. I, I might even take a flyer on it. Yeah. Do you think, do you think that, so let, let, let's just really quickly, like, what do you, what is it about Luca that you, that you think he's the bee's knees? What is it about his game that you love so much? Uh, I mean, his, his ability to control the game, play at his speed, um, and 
he just he, he dominates it in a way that we have only seen somewhat from James Harden in that yeah. kind of kind of kind of way. But he's much he's much more efficient. Um, he's he's much bigger than than Harden. Um, and he's what he's only what 20, 21? something like that. I mean, he's younger than he's younger than Tatum, and I already think he's better than Tatum. So I mean, this 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 kid's incredible. I, I look at it, and it's not to take a shot at, at Anthony or the the Celtics. I mean, this 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 kid is, is good. Like he, obviously a shot. Like, why why would you bring up Tatum? <laughs> why bring up Tatum? There's other young guys out here balling, you know. So I mean, it's the respect I have for Tatum. I think he's clearly the best of that that bunch. Yeah, but so, he is the second best player on his team. So who do you think should be the front runner going into like not even looking at the Vegas odds or anything like that? Who do you think is the front runner? Do you think it's Giannis? Uh, I don't know if they would give it to Giannis again. Uh, I would throw out I would throw out Kevin Durant. Yeah. Uh, just because you know that that team's going to be back healthy and he still is clearly the best player on that team. Yeah. Um, he's you got to throw out Steph. I mean, yeah. Especially if Clay comes back. Yeah, yeah, Steph, KD, LeBron, Luca, and maybe Tatum. You have MVP. I was gonna ask. Yeah, no, that's right that's, 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 that's solid too. If he continues what he did from that series, uh, yeah, he really could. No, uh, yeah, uh, anyone else other than Jason Tatum that maybe Stephen didn't mention that you'd really like to see? You know, like maybe LeBron turns it around, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Let's throw some out there. Book, maybe anyone in particular you would be curious to see. I'm just, I'm just I mean, throwing them out there, man. Book would be interesting. I mean, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell would be interesting to see. Uh, him even get a, you know, a vote for it. I mean, he's he's been playing phenomenal. As in, yeah, they missed a lot of time. Depends on what uh, they Oh yeah, it's also true. Okay, well let's move on then. Let's let's kind of move into the playoffs. I guess we touched on some of it, but let's talk about the Nets. Let's use this as an excuse to talk about the Nets. I mean, like, it's kind of wild that, like, if Kevin – I know it's been said a lot. It's become cliche at this point. But, like, if Kevin Durant's foot was, like, a little bit smaller and he wasn't on the line, he could have won. Like, they, they could have won. And then this whole parade, this whole celebration that Milwaukee's had would be poof, like, gone. No way. It never would have happened. So – are y'all? Do y'all think they are going to? Win? Well, I'll just put it out there. Do you think they're going to win it all next year? Do you think that if they okay, granted, hell, let's just assume it's probably not fair to assume. But let's just assume they all stay healthy. Do you think they go all the way next year? Yeah, easily. Easily. Just, I mean, based on how teams are currently constructed, there is nobody that can stop them. None. Okay. Would to, they would have to go like incredibly cold over a seven-game series, which I. Just, I just don't see it with that level of talent that they have. Uh, you know, I mean, if, if if two out of the three of the, their big three are are decent, they're in every game. So yeah. I just I just don't see it there. I know they're still they're 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 a pretty decent betting favorite right now, but you know, you guys get hurt, things change quickly. But if if they're not healthy, I don't I don't see how they don't. You heard it here. here you heard it here first, folks. Eighty-two and zero coming up. That's Do they have that's everybody coming back? 2022 season. Uh, uh, all you need to know is Durant, Kyrie, Harden, and Joe Harris, and DeAndre are yeah. all going to be. Co, what do you think? I mean, I know you're a C's fan, but like, do you think they're 
they're the they're the betting they should be the betting favorites all the way. I mean, yeah. I mean, unless again, like we keep saying, unless some foreseeable super trades start to happen, yeah. Uh, you know, teams as they are right now. I mean, I'd I'd say yeah. I mean, they took Milwaukee to seven. You know, not even fully healthy. Yeah. One. And they could have won it by two. You know, one of their big three took Milwaukee to seven. Uh, it's it's really hard to believe that Durant. Did he tear his Achilles last year or tore his ACL or whatever? I can't remember the specific year. Yeah. They lost Clay and KD. They, yeah. They put an asterisk on the Raptors. Finally. That Clay tore, I think, I don't know if it was the same one, but he got injured again in, in training camp for yeah. last season or this past season. Was it this past season? Yeah, it yeah. was a preseason. Yeah. That really sucks. We haven't seen Clay in fucking three years. Yeah, it was. I was incredibly impressed by Durant. Like, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Durant fan. I love his game, but I don't not, I don't really like Kevin Durant as as like a person. But you know, that's neither here nor there. But he, uh, he really impressed me, especially in the playoffs this year. He was incredible. It's just, I, I mean, we've been seeing it for what, like, came in league 08, right? So like 13 years right now. It's like it's it's still just incredible how he makes like. He just makes it look effortless, man. He just makes it look so natural and easy. I'm just like, God damn. I would hate to have to, like, guard him, man. That's got to be, like, the most, like, soul-crushing assignment on a basketball court. I mean, you just got to lower your expectations. He's going to probably put up 30 on you. Just don't let yeah. him put up 50. Yeah, for real. I was about to say, like, you don't, you don't feel like guarding Giannis is a soul-crushing thing? Uh, there's, you know, there's all kinds of soul-crushing assignments. They just come in different varieties and flavors, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, Giannis also shot down near twenty free throws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, if we don't have any, ninety percent of them, I guess you can't really do anything. But at, at home, <laughs> well, let's let's use that as an uh, an excuse to transition to the finals. Unless you guys had anything else you want to touch on the regular season or the playoffs, anyone you wanted to shout out or discuss? Uh, shout out to the Hawks, Trey Young. Yeah. Um, that. That's a sustainable team. They'll be back in the mix. I don't know if they'll be as. Not only they'll get back to the conference finals, but they'll they'll definitely be a team to to look out for again. Um, yeah, they they keep if they keep Trey Young. I mean, he's not going that, anywhere. Yeah, I know, but they Atlanta has a history of trading their star players or letting their star players walk because they don't want to pay them the money True. that you know they deserve. And it's because they're owned by so many people that have partial shares in the, you know, in the team. So they all have to agree on a decision, and it just That's never so, works out in the long run. Line, he's still, he's still locked yeah. in that deal for a while. Yeah. Shout out to Nate McMillan. I was very happy to see him get hired as the full time coach, and I just had to laugh at Indiana. It, they, 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 they didn't keep him on. They hired the, the guy, which I don't even remember his name off the top of my head. But you know, I'm not. Wait, what? Rick Carlisle. No, the guy that they they hired instead of Nate McMillan that they fired oh, after oh, one oh. year. I mean, I'm not happy when anybody loses their job, really, except a former president that just got voted out of office. Uh, but I had to laugh. I was like, look at you. Could have had Nate McMillan. I really like Nate McMillan. Okay, uh, if there's uh, anything else. Yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. one more question. Steve, you think, I mean, the, the pick swap between – Dallas and Atlanta, you feel like it was wet and wet. I mean, they, they swapped picks. One got Luca, the other got Trey Young. I mean, is this Atlanta team better if they had Luca? Um, 
Yeah, you talking about if they if they, if they switch teams? Yeah, they well, I mean, you know, they had, and they had kept that pick too. Um, I don't know because maybe you know they they, they probably would. I think I think Atlanta would probably be a little bit better. Um, not to take that as a shot at Trey, mm-hmm. but given Luca's size, he's no longer a defensive liability at that spot for him. And he's, at least in that playoff run, he was equally as good a shooter. So I, I feel like he could probably give you what, what Trey gave you and, and then some. And then just because I think Atlanta is a, is a better team, especially with uh, Lemon Pepper Lou off the bench, somebody that can that can run the offense for him when, when Lucas sits, which is something that Dallas really did not have. Um, but that is again, that is not a shot at either player. Like they are both fantastic. Nobody won or lost that trade. So I mean, you could go either way with them. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, let's move on to the the finals. Let's talk about the. Let's get Phoenix out of the way. If you want to yeah, talk let's talk about Phoenix. Phoenix. Let's talk Phoenix. about the runners up. Why was I tripping on runners up? So let's talk about Phoenix, man. Tough break, uh, especially for Monty. I don't. I really like Book. I, I really like Book. He he's so he. He had a rough, he had a rough finals, but you know, I really love Book. Like he's incredible. And I like DeAndre Aiden. I'm not necessarily feeling bad for Chris Paul, not because I don't want him to win a championship. I just, I think that if you don't appreciate and respect Chris Paul for being one of the greatest point guards of all time already, I think it's unfair to be like, well, he needs a ring to be considered a legend or a great. I'm like, that's he's already a legend and a great. So it would be nice for him to win a championship. But I'm perfectly all right if he doesn't, because I appreciate him as the great point guard that he is. So, uh, but I was, I would have wanted Monty to win. I'll say that up top. Like I could have, I would have enjoyed if either team won. So, Stephen, how do you feel about Phoenix, man? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with your, with your Chris Paul take there. Um, there's, there's nothing else that he could do at this point. There, he hasn't already won you over as like one of the top five top seven point guards of all time, like there's nothing else he could do short of yeah. just going an absolute rampage at 37 now, um, which is not going to happen. But um, I definitely, I was rooting for Phoenix. I think they were, both teams were likable. I think Phoenix was a, a bit more likable given how young those guys were. And then, and then Monty is, is probably like the, you know, especially down here because, you know, he used to be the Pelicans coach and, and uh, for some context, I don't know if, if any of your your listeners remember or, or know, but his his wife and his and I, I don't know if it was his son or daughter, but his 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 family was killed in a car accident. I don't know if it was when he was down here. I, I don't think it was. He was no, it was when he was coaching in Oklahoma City. I think it was just his wife though. But it was it was some some super heartbreaking accident that that you know was devastating him. And he's such a class that guy. Um, Super, super well liked. Um, super nice guy. Always gives back to the community. It's just, it's really hard when you see that press conference after the finals and you saw him kind of like break down and stuff. It just, it sucks. You know, it's like he's worked his ass off his entire career yeah. to get there, and he just came up short. Okay, uh, Co, what do you think about the Suns, man? What do you think about like DeAndre Ayton and uh, uh, Cam Johnson? Cam Johnson, right? That's. I'm, I always I always call him Cam Jordan when I mean Cam Johnson. But I always I you know. So backup back point guard Cameron Payne, and then there's Cam. Cam Johnson. Johnson. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Cam Johnson. Him, what, what, 
if you had to like I know it's kind of they played as well as I think they could have played but what do you what if you any criticism or uh, feedback you would give like what do you think where do you think they came up short I mean other than you know the other team at Giannis Antetokounmpo so uh, I'll pick it back off of you know Steven I mean tip my hat off to Monty as well class act you know even went back there and congratulated Milwaukee after the game him and Chris Paul have history and kind of have a similar story as being underdogs and finally getting there together. It was kind of symbolic. Um, you you asked about Aiden. I mean, I felt like he was turned into a little man playing a big man's game at one He's point. Did he give up? I mean, I felt I felt like he did. I mean, he. I mean, then again, there's nothing you could do to stop Giannis. I mean, either that or they'd call a foul on you, but. I mean, Monty had him playing one-on-one the whole game. I mean, you're not going to play so Giannis much. one-on-one. Now, I saw a lot of people saying that, you know, Monty didn't take a page out of Miami Heat book or, you know, the other people book to basically build a Giannis wall and, and try to stop him before he puts his shoulder down and gets to the rim. Uh, but, I mean, Giannis has also become a better facilitator this year than he has in the past. So, I mean, that's also... He, he was trying to let Giannis beat him, and that's exactly what he what he did. He was just like, I'm going to live with if this dude's got to put up 50 and make his free throws, and he just happened to do it. Okay. But, I mean, to the Suns, I mean, I, I feel like their downfall was basically him just being outcoached. They didn't, I don't feel like they made proper adjustments. I mean, I don't, I don't think their I don't think their offense was was good enough for their strategy. I I, I like what they did. I just think that like if, if they could have scored because that was their biggest issue. They couldn't they couldn't score. Booker had the pretty much like ISO everybody and that yeah. was gonna work out. Chris Paul is not that's not his game. Like, he's got a you know dribble drive facilitate and they they could not play offense the way they did all playoffs. Um, and had they been able to even. Somewhat, they, they probably went in Yeah, that's but I mean, I, I feel like they they were stacked. Uh, I feel like losing Dario Saric was kind of a hit. I mean, that was one of the bigs. Fucking I mean, Frank Kaminsky got some right. finals minutes. Okay, hold on, hold on. Frank the Tank was actually quite. Oh great. god, Frank the Tank. But if someone had told you years ago that Frank Kaminsky would be getting finals minutes, like you would be like, if you told me Jeff Teague was getting finals minutes, I'd get you the turn. Well, Jeff, Jeff came in to dribble out the clock. No, he came in to shoot airball threes. His, he, that <laughs> guy took his opportunity. But I mean, Neon they, Waiters Phoenix would be very proud. Stacked, though, man. Uh, Phoenix, Cam Johnson was one of the best three-point shooters in the playoffs this season. I didn't like how they they kind of strayed away yeah. from feeding, too, yeah. feeding Aiton. I didn't – I mean, that was a uh, – Well, they couldn't. Between I Lopez mean, and Giannis, I mean – this was the first team that they went up against where this team was significantly bigger than them. Yeah. Uh, and healthy. So, because like you, you saw them have these same problems when they went up against the Lakers in the first round when Anthony Davis was really good, good, and uh, and they had uh, what's, what's his name, the center. I can't remember his name. Lakers. Uh, the Lakers. Marcus Saul. The guy they brought in from Detroit. Oh, DeAndre Drummond. Yes. No, Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond. Yeah, so between Drummond and, and Anthony Davis, like they were able to kind of hold their own a good bit against Aiden uh, in like in games two and three when they when they won those. And then obviously AD got hurt and it was it was over from there. But um 
the rest of the playoffs, and, and again, no shot at Joker, but um, Joker's game is not good against somebody who's just as big as him and can, and can kind of hold his own, when he, especially when he gets no guards and help. But uh, this was this was by far the largest and healthiest team that he had to go up against, and he's their only big, like real big. Like Saric is really more of more kind of an outside four. He's not really the center. Um, mm-hmm. Frank's kind of the same way. So like, he, if, if if he's not dominating the board, they have problems, and that's what you saw in that Milwaukee series. Okay. I mean, but if you have Kaminsky out there and you run in the high screen pick and roll with, with Aiton, I mean, at least you you got one of them outside, you know, where, I mean, you you still would have them on, you know, on the perimeter. So you, you're spacing them apart. But they just, they would just do that screen and Book would force up a, a shot. I mean, it, sometimes it went in, a lot of times it didn't. A lot of times it went in, sometimes it didn't. Yeah. But, I mean, having that game was just force Book to shoot. You know, or you know, try to get offensive board and kick it out for a three. Yeah, you don't My you car. don't realize how much their offense was relying on Chris Paul hitting that like fade away mid range that he does. Hit the elbow, he, yeah. Man. He wasn't effective those last four games at all, and yeah, I think it just he just wore out, man. He is thirty seven, so it's just like, what do you do? Thirty seven. Turnover machine. Book was turning over the ball. He got stripped by Drew. Then I mean, did y'all see? Did y'all see those 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 weird moments where like it, it looked like Drew Holiday got a strip, but really it's just Chris Paul just dropped the ball in like back to back to back. He was getting sloppy with it, yeah. Fourth quarter, like he just he would just lose the ball. It's like mind blowing. Like what what's happening? I don't know. Like is a Stinger acting up and bothering him? Like it was it, it was really weird to watch. He was not. He was clearly not himself. Uh, well, let's move on to the, the, the champions. Let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, it's still kind of weird to say the NBA champions, Milwaukee Bucks, but we're, we're getting used to it. Uh, I'll just say it up top, man. I'll just get it out. If my knee bent back the way that Giannis's did, I wouldn't get off the couch for like a year and a half. And that dude went and put up 43 like, games. Like, yeah, like a week. You know, week. Uh, it was great. I love this finals. I'm very happy that Milwaukee won, even though I don't really, I don't really care about it. But I love Giannis and I love Drew, and uh, I guess I like Milton. He seems like a cool guy. Uh, PJ Tucker's a funny too. But uh, so yeah, uh, great win. Really impressed by Giannis. Really impressed. And we'll get into the top five or top three, whatever debate after we talk about their successful uh, their win in the finals. Uh, but yeah, how do you feel about them? What do you? What were your big takeaways from their uh, their win? What were? I mean, was it all Giannis, or do you think? How do you, How do you think it all fell out? I mean, it was definitely majority Giannis. I mean, obviously he put the team on his back a couple times. Third quarter in that last game, he had like twenty. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but again, everybody did their part. I mean, there was times where. Suns will go on a run, and then you get two back-to-back threes by Pat Connaughton or something. Pat Connaughton, go Irish. I mean, you know, I think everybody stepped up when they needed to step up. I mean, Middleton came down, hit his his clutch shots in the fourth quarter, like he normally does. Even if you're having a bad game, you still have that one person that you can, you know, rely on to take a a midi. Um, I mean, overall, it was a. I feel like it was a feel-good story for him. I mean, Giannis and Middleton played eight years together. They finally got a, yeah. finally got a ring. 
done it in Milwaukee. I mean, the ball bounced their way at every step. And, you know, they took advantage of it. It allowed Drew Holiday to be more aggressive on, you know, once they started losing some people. And I think everybody just kind of stepped up when injuries came into play. Steve, oh, before, you go, uh, before you go, Cub, what do you think Giannis had troubles with the free throws throughout the entire season and, you know, especially in the playoffs. What do you think did it? Like, what do you think he just it was like sheer force of will? Like he was in the zone when it came to sink in 19 of 20 or however many it was in the in game six. Like, what do you think that was? Like, I don't think do you think he'll ever shoot that well from the free throw line ever again? Mm, I mean, possibly, but it'll be at home. I don't see him shooting like that on the road. Yeah. Like it's too much of a crowd, you know crowd involvement i mean maybe maybe he shortened his time in his head he has a saying that he does when he shoots like that he switched up which takes him so long to shoot the damn ball he could cut that Uh, in half if he just didn't (laughs) shuffle man he just got his shoulders going he's singing a drake song while he's waiting that's what it is All right, Stephen, what do you think man what do you what were your takeaways from the the bucks season you know the postseason and the finals win look i know that in order to win a championship, you need some luck. Um, I've never seen a championship team with that much luck ever for basically the entire league and all their superstars to be injured. For all the breaks that they've got. I just, yeah. Like, not to take away from it, I know that Milwaukee doesn't give a fuck. What the hell I say? Like, we won the championship. They're, like, you know, they're, they're saying we won the championship. You know, we're going to celebrate. Good, they should. But, like, in the back of my mind, like, I know that, like, holy crap, like, all the breaks that they had to get to win that, like, not to mention that, and no shot at Phoenix, but they are, they are probably, maybe them in Miami, probably the biggest teams we've seen in the finals in 10 years. Yeah. Like that, like. They, they when were they the uh, the heat um the heat one would you say that OKC Thunder I mean they were just really young they were talented but the the first LeBron trophy the championship I think that might have been the last like it's I don't know it's kind of I don't know some of those that Cavs team the last year LeBron that team was pretty bad like I mean he was on it but that was a pretty eh team so. I mean, just not to get too far away, but I mean, would you that team, that LeBron-led team versus versus Phoenix? Who you got? I think I got to go Phoenix, man, because it felt like Bron was the only one on that team, and I don't know. I think that who's stopping DeAndre Ayton? Who? I mean, who's the guards. I mean, but then again, like okay, like we're, we're, we this is a conversation for another pot, but we'll but we'll, we'll just go for it. I'll almost say almost say for the same reason that they couldn't stop Giannis. They're not going to stop LeBron. They're the same position. But so, did that Cavs team have a Chris Middleton or a Drew or, you know, a Pat? Not, not a Jarrett. Kevin Love. Okay, they, they had Kevin Love and Kyle Corbin. Like that team had shooters. That team could actually shoot. They also happen to have the greatest player of all time at his absolute peak. But, yeah, that's okay. Good. Anyway, back to the back to the Bucks. Um. Yeah, so just – it's the luckiest championship season I've ever seen with, with the route that they had to take. You know, they beat, they beat Miami in round one, who was coming off of the bubble, and they clearly weren't themselves. They weren't the same team as they were last year. They beat up on a third of Brooklyn, and that's all they needed to do. But that series still went to seven, and again, 
Kevin Durant's foot was a size 14 instead of a size 16, you know, it, Milwaukee's out of the playoffs, their coach is getting fired, they're probably blowing up that whole thing. Um, you know, they, they, they lucked out again that they didn't have to go through Philly, credit to Atlanta for beating them, but they didn't have to go through Philly. Um, Giannis, I, you know, Giannis versus Embiid, I'm probably taking Embiid. Um, and then, and then in the finals, they got they got a pretty damn good matchup. Uh, that that you know, Phoenix. There's nothing Phoenix could do differently defensively. That, that, you know, unless they just completely committed to Giannis. But you know, then you have Middleton and Holiday and Connaughton and, and all Lopez and all those guys on the outside shooting threes. Um, yeah. So it's just that's the incredible part to me. And, and, but I do want to give them credit though, especially Giannis, who who really showed me something with his. With his, his ability to distribute, that is yeah. something that I did not know that, that he could do, and he, he he really did look LeBron-esque out there sometimes with his you know ability to drive a lane and kick it when he needed to. So I'm 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 very impressed with him. That's, he's a he's a scary freaking dude. That was probably uh, that game that game six. That was probably a top three game performance that I've ever seen. Yeah, I was I was thinking throughout that entire game because it. It looked by the like you know halfway through the fourth, I was like, okay, I think the Bucks are gonna win this. But for most of that game, I was like, they cannot lose this game. They cannot lose this game. I was so worried they were gonna lose that game. And I was with you, man. I was like, this is as good as a chance as the Bucks will ever get going for. Well, in my opinion, looking forward, that that is the this season was the best chance. Like you're right, they had a lot of lucky breaks. Everybody's gonna come back reloaded next season. I'm just like, this is it. This is literally it for the Bucks. Like, if they don't win now, they don't win this game. They go to Game Seven. They're gonna lose. And if they don't win this season, they ain't winning another time. And I don't think so. And I'm just, I'm very happy for them. What's funny? What's funny? And I think that that played a big part into this year's finals. That you could say the exact same thing for Phoenix. I'm about to say they, they. Yeah. A damaged team every step of the way. Lakers. I don't think, I don't think anybody expects either to, to get back. I mean, because Phoenix, if if Phoenix would have won, I'd be making the same case for Phoenix. They beat up on a they beat up on an injured Lakers team. They beat up on an injured Nuggets team. They beat up on an injured Clippers team. You know, they didn't go against anybody's health either. So, yeah. I mean, I'd argue. Yeah. I mean, 2019 was. The, I'm still banging that 2019 drum for the Raptors. I, I don't care how. I mean, that was a very lucky season for them too. Yeah, uh, okay. You know, it, it was. It was, and, I'm, and I'm, I will acknowledge that it was, especially in the finals. But they, they didn't have as many breaks as as Milwaukee. Did. They, they still had to go through Philly at full strength. They still had to to beat at least what one some some sort of Warriors team. I mean, Curry was still there. I, did, did Clay play in that series? No. no. Not at all. But he got hurt. I think they both got hurt in that series. Okay, so they, they did play God. something of like that you saw Curry Clay and, and Durant and Draymond was there. But they beat him on something of a Warriors scene that was so pretty damn good. Um, it happened pre pandemic. My mind pre pandemic. I'm like, what happened when? Who to what now? And so it's a blur now. But yeah, go, go, go on. Yeah, sorry to interrupt again. But, um, they, they were still competitive at that. I mean, it wasn't like they were getting blown out. They lost like four and five. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, they were they, they were lucky too. I mean, Toronto clearly wasn't the best team. I mean, everybody knows who the best team was that year. Um, yeah. Just like everybody really kind of knows who was the best mm-hmm. team last year. They were all helpful. Then heads again, huh? Yeah. They, they lucky Kyrie got hurt that year. 
That's what it was. We okay. were stacked that year. I I wanted to tell y'all I sent. Uh, we were stacked. I'm in a group chat with my with Justin Steven, a uh, friend of the our mutual friend, you know, frequent guest on the pod, and my our buddy Cole. And I sent him the the fire bud little picture oh, yeah. in the championship at the celebration. championship parade. Somebody's walking around with a fire Milwaukee coach bud on the on the sign. And I hope I didn't have to like over explain the joke, but I just sent it to them and I was like, I hope you find this funny. And I basically gave him like a really brief rundown of the joke. And I was like, the fucking cherry on top. The cherry on top about this is if they win the championship and if they fired Bud like two weeks from today. I know they would. I know they would. But if they did, not that many people would be upset. That's the ridiculous part about it is that like if Kevin if Kevin Durant's foot was like a half inch back, he's no longer he's no longer employed with the Milwaukee Bucks. There's no way. But Bud owes KD a new pair of kicks. That's that's what we're learning from all this. He needs to wear smaller shoes. Is he gonna send him? Is he gonna send him shoes that are a size too small? <laughs> Giannis is no longer the greatest player in the league. At least they won't say that anyway. Well, let's 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 move on to that. Let's go there. Uh, this is the barbershop portion of the the pod right now. Uh, you know, top five. Let's just do top five. I'm very curious to hear what y'all think. Uh, you can do it in a ranked order or just the top five in any order. It all depends. Uh, Steven, where are you at, man? What are your t- who are your top five? Um, LeBron, KD, Giannis, Steph, and Harden. Mm. Luca six. Honorable mention. Okay, Cole, what about what about you? Do you have any? Before you go, do you do you very different? Very well, just say it. I guess you could we could determine how very you uh, how much you vary from Steven. Like I said, that's what I was thinking about. I'm like, I, I think the top three are pretty much locked now. Like, yeah, I think I we all agree on top three. Right I don't know. No particular order. Yeah, definitely. You're going to go. I'm still going, you know, LeBron, Katie, Steph, Giannis. I guess that five spot. I mean, Harden is it's great, but I feel like I can still make an argument for Dame at that spot, too. Uh, but, I mean... I feel like that's tied between Dame and Harden at five. Mm. Uh, I I actually, in any order, well, no, I'll go order. Uh, I think Kevin Durant's the best right now. Uh, we'll see what happens with LeBron and the Cowboys, oh, Steven. <laughs> I think it's close. All right, like, can we just say it's close? Guys? Well, I think it's, it's KD. Sure. It only took LeBron, you know, turning in the dust in order to make it close. It happens. Uh, I I'm think giving him one more year. That's why LeBron's still number one. Like he's obviously he's getting old, he's getting up there. But like before he got injured, he was still fucking fantastic. He so, was, he was, so like, and I think I think Kevin Durant is better. Like I just think he is right now. Uh, but again, I think that it's KD then LeBron, and I swear I'm not trying to be hot take McGee over here. But like uh, I just think that it's 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 KD LeBron then Giannis then James Harden and then I think. I, it's either AD or Embiid for me. I still think AD is still just incredible. I love AD. That's what I was, I was about to ask. I'm like, I, I feel like you can make an argument for AD as well. I, I'm, I'm yeah. maybe biased because I still really love AD. Like, I really. I, it's I, not I, slaw. You didn't, Maddie left the ball. He said oh. soft. Soft, like a cushion. He's soft. Mm-hmm. He's, he's so good, though. Like, when he's healthy, he is incredible. He's rarely ever healthy. 
he had to take three months off in the bubble, and he was probably you know about to get injured before they won. I I cannot I appreciate your your uh, input and I appreciate your critique, but I will acknowledge there's some bias maybe creeping in because you are a Pelicans fan. But we're we're just gonna. <laughs> okay, so who do you do you think any? I got again. I don't. It's kind of hard to say because this was a weird season on its own, and I don't think I don't know if it, if at the end of last season you could have predicted the finals that we got this season. Uh, but do you think there's going to be an elite? Do you think Luka could jump in the top five, Steven? Cut, Jason Tatum, creeping in that top five? What do y'all think? Any big guys making huge leaps this coming season? Uh, huge leaps? <laughs> not, not, not that far up. Okay. Um, you know, I think, I think Luka's already in the top five, uh, top ten, getting pretty close to the top five. I mean, for him, it would just, he would just need to continue doing what he's doing. Um, maybe, you know, with a little more team success, um, you could get there. But I don't I don't see anybody making that large of a jump. I could see somebody like John Moran out of, you know, out of Memphis, you know, making a, a big splash and, and having like a Derrick Rose kind of season back when he was at um, But other than that, I don't, I don't see anybody, you know, kind of – Against the world mentality, just come out of nowhere. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. What about you, Cuff? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, only going to answer because you asked about Tatum, so I'll respond in that regard. But, uh, I don't, I don't see a significant jump from him uh, this year, and it's mainly because of, we shook up so much stuff. I mean, first of the culture in the locker room is going to be different, different coach, different strategies, probably. I mean. I feel. I mean, he's still gonna ball out, but I don't know how you know the team success is gonna affect his his personal jump. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, until I can see him actually make the people around him better, uh, I mean, like I think this is the first year he's actually seen double teams thrown at him like every time he got the ball. Yeah, I mean, until he, he was, you know, it was until he got got into the rhythm and actually making the plays for those people and getting them open and having people to actually knock down open shots when you get it to him. But until I see him make those people better around him, I feel like that'll, that'll actually – that's when I'll say he's making that jump that he needs to. But, I mean, I'll, see, I'll say he's going to make a significant jump this year, though. Okay. Just just not as big as I, I want. Yeah, so the draft is on Thursday. Where we'll see how it goes. Uh, I don't know enough about the prospects this year that, to really comment one way or the other. Uh, I did see uh, this morning – I just saw this floating around that, like, allegedly, allegedly, grain of salt right there, that DeMar and uh, Kyle Lowry want to go play with LeBron and the Lakers because they're both on, I think they're both unrestricted free agents. So, you know, I, I think that that would be interesting. Uh, is there any other, I mean, like I guess we talked about Dame already. Is there anybody else we want to, we're really going to be looking forward to uh, in the offseason, like what they do? What about you? No no Kobe White, no Zach Levine. He's yeah. not going to be top five. <laughs> All right, he just. What get part of ball. treadmill of mediocrity did y'all not uh, did y'all not grasp, man? Like we're fine, like we're good. I, it's just the the lack of a draft pick, and it's just like it's it's it'll be fine, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I I, I kind of I did I didn't. I'm still love them. Still bulls all day every day, but like I just they're kind of 
there was a lot of other things going on in the NBA this year, and there was a very interesting football season as well. Like I feel like I took a backseat to a lot of the the Bulls this season, and I was just I was just kind of like whatever this year with them, and it's more of the same, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Uh, but I just think that unless we get like something drastic happens, like somebody signs with us or we draft somebody or we get like a, I just don't, it's just, a, again, it's a treadmill of mediocrity. It's this, you know, there's 30 teams in the league. Uh, you know, it, it's just like that, those lottery teams that aren't in like the top five. So like 14 to six, like kind of in the middle there. It's just like, it's whatever. That's where we at, man. And it's just, it's just frustrating. So I don't, I don't really get that invested in, and my mind is all into like, uh, you know, the Austin FC and the the White Sox right now. And like, it's, and I got the Olympics going on right now. So it's like, I'm just like, they're, I hate to say it. I love my bulls, but they're right now in my life, an afterthought. They're just like, they're chilling in the back. They're back stove in it right now. So, uh, <laughs> Zach Levine, great guy. We'll see what happens with him. Let's speak okay, of the Olympics. Speaking of the Olympics. Uh, let's talk about Team USA. Uh, before we get into the basketball or the soccer, uh, is there any other Olympic sports you guys are interested in particularly watching? Uh, Steven, are you, I know you, you're big, you still a fan of swimming or not? I mean, I, I, I never I, I never really watched the Olympic swimming. Anyway, like I, I kind of keep up with it. I get updates, but I mean, I don't I, – the basketball would be the only thing I would watch, but considering at what time it's coming on, I probably won't see any of it. I'll be getting you're an early riser anyway, I thought. Me? Yeah. Not, that, not on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Not but, um, they, sh- they should win by 50. No, I feel <laughs> so, like swimming is one of those things you just prefer to do versus watch. Yes. All right, well, unless you have any sports other than basketball or soccer that you guys are going to – that you are particularly interested in um, with the Olympics – just basketball. You know. Okay. Well, let's but, talk uh, about. Well, go ahead. <laughs> about to say, I mean, so, I mean, I might if I if it comes on, I might watch a little bit of track and field just to kind of see how mm-hmm. they compete. I mean, that's always interesting, interesting to watch. But I, I just can't get into soccer. And I did that one year when you know, men's team, you know, were, we're actually doing good. And you know, I forgot who who, who was the guy's name, the goalie. Ball had a guy to go. Tim Howard. Tim Howard to go. Now, you know, that was probably the one time I actually watched. And it, it was fun to watch. I just, I guess I just can't get into it. Well, consistently. Should, yeah. Well, we got the World Cup qualifiers coming in the fall. So that's something to look forward to as far as the U.S. men's. Uh, hopefully. Up too. Hopefully. Hope, from your lips to God's ears. Okay. Let's talk about Team USA. We don't have to dwell on this because. Uh, they started off really shaky. Those first two, I mean, again, it's like, how can they start off shaky? There were two exhibition games. Like, it's like whatever. But they did cause a little bit of a record scratch with the two losses uh, to Nigeria and Argentina. or Australia, it was Australia. And then they beat Argentina. Uh, but, yeah, I, I said up top that I said way a while ago that I think that this team that we currently have, even though it is talented, is has silver medal written all over it. And Steven, you disagree uh, pretty uh, emphatically. Do you think? I mean, I, I just—they're I, not the best. Like, I just, well, okay, I think they're the best team, but they're not they're our best. They're not the best team that we could have put on the floor for sure. Yeah. But they're still by and far, like far and away, the best team in in 
tournament. Like, the best athletes in. They're, they're going to be they're going to be fifteen to twenty point favorites at least in every game they play. Like they they are far and away better than everybody else. It's just a matter of you know can they can they put together in the short amount of time they've been and I say short amount of time not like you know half these dudes haven't played together on an all star team. Yeah. Or but like can they put together the chemistry to to actually play well and not just iso ball it. But, but I mean, you know, you just can't I, I just can't accept that a team with Damian Lillard, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, and now Middleton, Hooker, and Drew Holiday and, and all these dudes aren't gonna win gold and win it rather easily. I, just, I, I don't I don't buy it. JaVale McGee, he's on the team, so you know we're gonna win it. Yeah, everywhere well, that guy was, everywhere. Throw, throw him at, at the you know some of the some of the bigger lineups that we need to rebound. That's why he's there. Look, the reason Golden State won a ring, the reason the Lakers <laughs> won a ring. You know. Like I said in the group, I can't wait to say three-time champion and gold medalist Javel McGee. Look, I, look, I, maybe I'm just being uh, Debbie Downer, man. I just, I, I, I just think that a lot of these teams have a continuity and it's like especially in the knockout round man like it shenanigans could happen that's all i'm saying like again i'm not let me let me ask you this do you do you base how the saints do every year on what they do in the preseason no uh i think that it i base a lot of it on the previous season and again if we have any dramatic uh off-season transaction off-season uh shenanigans like off-season uh stuff go down uh, then I'll base it off of that, but I mainly base it off the previous season. But uh, okay. no, you, you really shouldn't put too much stock into games that don't matter. This well, all right, because at the end of the day, who's going to stop KD? Guys, but he's still undefeated recall, in the Olympic competition. But if you recall, I said that silver medal comment before the preseason, before the exhibition games. Like I just don't, I just don't know. Like that's just because you are a Debbie Downer. 2016, 2012, 20, 2008. I was like, oh yeah, we definitely got this. But like. This one, I'm just like, mm, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I just don't. I, I'm like, uh. actually, in 2016, we didn't have – I don't think LeBron was on that team, and Kobe wasn't either. And, like, a lot of the – and I don't think Wade was on there, and our best player was, like, Melo and KD, I believe. And I was just like, maybe. But I, I was more confident in the 2016 team than I am in this team. And I just don't know. I, 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 I could see chaos happening, I guess is what, what – I could just see it happening. Look, look, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not rooting against them. Yeah. Should they fall short, fuck KD because it's on him and all his fucking cryptic tweets and tweeting at teammates and pissed off because he made a shot in a pregame warmup and his team and his teammate took a ball from him. Like, hey, you, you gotta respect the code. Look, that, I, that's I that's <laughs> that man's ball. Like, it's if I if I shoot, I get it. I get it, but I mean, come on, dude. Just stop. that the ball is still good. Give me, give me my ball. It's you know when, that, that ball still. In. <laughs> okay, it's still my shot. Even if I do, if I do a layup, you can take it because it's a layup and those don't count. Uh, but I mean, if, if I'm shooting in the ball, I mean, keep it, keep it coming. You can just pick it up and go shoot with it. You know, like I mean, it's just you know, we're just shooting around. Hell with that. You know, like I said, if they lose. 
all Twitter is going to blame it on KD. It's going to be great. We saw they sung happy birthday to him. The, the yeah. yeah it was fucking... <laughs> chemistry is at an all-time high over there. He looked pissed off and everything. <laughs> He's just like, why the fuck am I here? <laughs> okay, let's let's talk. Let's touch on these last two minor topics, and then we'll call it a day. And uh, I think this will be a two-parter because we're running long in an hour, but we always run late, so it's whatever. Uh, and well, I guess it all depends on how Dalvin's episode goes, and maybe if I can, if that's briefer, uh, more brief, not briefer. If that's more brief, I can um, whittle it down to one episode. Anyway, let's talk about the SEC, man. Yeah, man, this broke. Um, let's let's just say this. I don't think it's been confirmed by anyone official, but there's been a lot of reporting that the deal is done or it's close to being done or whatever. And what I'm referring to is the reports that University of Texas Longhorns and the Oklahoma Sooners, uh, those two schools and athletic programs are thinking of joining the SEC or trying to join the SEC. And apparently this has been in discussion for a long time and nobody leaked it, which is incredible on its own. Uh, and they didn't leak it until, I guess, SEC media days. Um First off, are y'all cool with this? Does it matter? Do you care at all? And if they do join, how do you think the the new the conference should be arranged now? Because it'll be going from like fourteen to sixteen teams now, right? I believe. So, uh, Stephen, what do you think, man? Um. So when I first heard it, I, I was I was of the mindset of like, you know, I feel like this was not necessarily to the SEC, but I yeah. felt like having like a giant power conference was going to be inevitable at some point. Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, you, you had certain teams, Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio state, hell even Oregon in the PAC 12 to an extent have kind of just dominated their leagues for a while. And Notre Dame, Notre Dame as well. has been really good. They're not in a conference. But they have been dominating. They, they went undefeated not too long yeah, they're, ago. They're do- okay. That's, that's another, that's another, Okay, okay, you can't mention Oklahoma, who is also dominated and has done shit, and not mention Notre Dame. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm derailing conversation. I don't, I don't have time to, to talk. It's way it. more vocal about Notre Dame than the Bulls, huh? Yeah, well, Notre Dame has <laughs> won more and made it to the playoffs more recent than the Bulls. So, yeah. Moving on. Um, yeah, no, I just I feel like I feel like it was kind of inevitable, but. Do I like it? Do I want them to do it? I don't. I don't think so. I kind of like. I, I kind of like how they've got their five. Like they're kind of a power five conferences. I think. I don't know. I just think it's an interesting thing. Like you've got your conference like all the way over there. Not that these teams shouldn't like play each other on, on occasion, but like. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just. I don't. I don't want a second NFL. If that makes sense. Hmm. Um, I still. I still. I still I still like to occasionally watch LSU beat the shit out of some crap team. I don't I don't want a schedule of Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, Auburn, Florida. I, you know I don't want them to every week to play like some super top level team. Sometimes you just want to see your guys beat the shit out of. Some yeah, they need, they need a break. They need a break. They need a little yeah, pass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Homecoming. But like I don't know. I, I kind of like the way that college football, in terms of like their conferences, is already set up. So mm-hmm. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not going to be vocally against it either, especially because I, can, I, I kind of thought it was inevitable that it was going to happen, but especially with the, the playoffs being expanded as it is, we're, we're, we're just kind of leaning towards, like, here's all your really good teams, this is the playoffs for them, and then everybody else is just, like, Division two. Like, everybody who's not included in this group is just Division two. Like, you're just not very good. Yeah, and this is also, I mean, there's been a lot of activity in college sports 
recently with the NIL and, you know, Supreme Court cases and all that stuff. And they this is all coming off of not too long ago. They announced that they're exploring an expanded uh, playoff uh, uh, format. Cole, what do you think, man? Are you are you kind of off it all like Steven is? Or are you kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm actually intrigued by this? I'm I'm, I'm indifferent. I mean, yeah. I could. I'm not about the same. <laughs> I'm like, you know what I mean? Cool. Put them on a schedule. I, I get it. I mean, but I I like the conference the way it is. I mean, how it's currently set up. I mean, I don't really see what's the point of, like, I don't see the benefit of switching it up. I mean, maybe those teams get a little more TV time. I mean, since the it's SEC is kind of like. It's a money, you know? it's a money thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's all money. Do you know, do you know how, much mon- how much more money they would make if every week instead of playing like Northwestern or Northwestern or whoever, you know, you replace Texas them with Tech, uh, Kansas, uh, yeah, Kent I mean, State, I think, is in the Big 12. Every every week would be a big time game. So, yeah. I mean, that's just, that's, just, that's just a lot of money. Do you really do you really want that for your program, though? Now you could get exposed, like, well, that, especially well, if you don't belong. As long as the check clears. I, I, well, I mean, you know. You expect if you're in that group, you expect your program to be good anyway. Um, yeah. So, but like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want them to have to, you know, beat the shit. I have to, to butt heads with a really good team every week just because it's not what college football has been. So yeah. you know, I know a lot of people complain about how many blowouts there are, but a blowout here or there, kind of, kind of nice to see to get you guys' confidence going and just to see a fifty to nothing. Show out of LSU is, is nice to see. Hypothetically, uh, Carl, unless you had any more to add, I did want to run a hypothetical by y'all. I'm, I'm just looking forward to that LSU Southern game. Baton Rouge is going to be a, a mess. That's going to be a fun okay, so weekend. Hold on, hold on, real quick. So LSU Southern, you're looking forward to that game. That game probably won't exist anymore in this giant power conference. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. That's, that's, that's what. That's the point I'm trying to make. Like you wouldn't get. Like obviously we know LSU's gonna win. I'll be by a lot, but it's just fun to be like, oh, we can beat the hell out of our rival across the street. Rival. Well, well, speaking of rivals, uh, someone. I think I was talking to Dalvin about this uh, when we were talking about this whole story. Uh, hypothetically, if you know this all does happen, which it looks like it will, and you know. The, the SEC West and the SEC, SEC East, you know, kind of teams get shifted around between the two divisions. If by some chance that we lost that yearly uh, game against Alabama for whatever reason, would y'all be opposed to that or would y'all want to hold on to that match? I, I'm indifferent. I, I mean, I, I think in, in order for us to do what we want to do, we'd have to beat them down the line anyway. Yeah. It being early November, it's. <laughs> right, just playing them once or playing them twice, huh? Yeah, I just i i made the i made the uh, the stipulation that when we're good, I really look forward to that game. Like, I think that that's like usually it, it doesn't end well for LSU, but like that hype leading up to it, and really it happens after Halloween, and it's just I really look forward to that game because it is a big. It's usually it's given me. I actually love that uh, nine to six game that. It happened in 2011. Like, that's one of the best football games I've ever seen. I obviously had a huge uh, emotional investment into it. But, like, I really enjoyed the intensity. And I really enjoyed the talent on display. And, I, you know, even though we haven't won much in the recent history, like, I do enjoy those those matches because I do think we're really 
all like Alabama's always good and LSU sometimes is good. So it usually ends up for an interesting, albeit sometimes depressing result. So that was the thing. I was like, I, I still want to play Alabama every year because I look forward to that game when we're good. Uh, but yeah, uh, anything else? Well, you want to move on to the Saints? Let's wrap it up with the Saints. All right, let's talk about the Saints. We got some unfortunate news yesterday or today. Was it this morning or yesterday? It was yesterday. Hits keep coming. Mike Thomas is out for three to four months recovering for surgery. Uh, I mean, we could we could have done a pod just on the Saints, what we expect going forward. And maybe we will. Well, maybe we'll return down the line uh, when it gets closer. Uh, I think we kick off in September. So maybe we'll have an episode of the, two, the three of us again. Uh, but how do we feel, man? Like, it's just a bad news. Like, we got a quarterback duel, allegedly, uh, in the house. Uh, Lattimore. Lattimore's going to probably be gone. Onyemata's going to be gone. What do you think, man? Stephen, what do you think, man? Let's we'll start with that quarterback. Anthony, is, is Jameis the guy? Jameis is the guy, <laughs> in my opinion. I, you know. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think this is really much of a quarterback competition. I think it's uh, – Well, that's why I said allegedly. They say yeah, that there's a quarterback competition. Well, if anything, we need to <laughs> we're gonna need to take some heal in that gadget more more than anything now. Yeah, yeah for real. Well, that's 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 another thing. I think it's just insert Jameis now and and keep keep uh, Taysom at his current role. I don't I, I don't want to see him at quarterback any more than we need to. Um, funny enough, somebody at work was just like, by week five, Ian Book's gonna be our quarterback for rest of the season. And I'm like, man, that's a bold take. Sheesh. Can I just say I appreciated it, but people reached out to me because, you know, he's a Notre Dame guy. I watched him play his entire college career. A lot of people were excited, and I did get asked, like, hey, could he be the future? I was like, not really. Like, he's he was kind of good in college. He had that really good game last season against Clemson when Trevor Lawrence didn't play. But I was like, I was just happy he got drafted because I did not think he would get drafted. I thought he would, you know. I'm I'm happy for him, but Ian Book is not. Maybe this will bite me in the ass, but I'll love it because I like Ian Book. I think he's a good guy, but I don't. He's not the he's not the future. I don't. That we would be in we would be in serious trouble if Ian Book is starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, especially his rookie year. Uh, so yeah, man, it's it's gonna be interesting. I guess we gotta expect Tampa Bay to win the division again, or we won the division, but they won the won it all. But yeah, how do you feel, man? Are you what do you think? What seventeen game season now, so we can't go eight and eight. So what do you think? What do you what are you feeling just you know right now in the end of July? I, I can't call it, man. I mean, I didn't know nothing about Lattimore possibly not, you know. Well, he he had that run in with law, so he might get he's oh, probably yeah, suspended. Yeah. Was Lattimore, did I miss something? Well, Lattimore got pulled over and was found. Uh, in Ohio, I can't remember. I think it was Cleveland, but he got yeah, uh, like a DUI or something. No, he got caught with like a legal possession of a firearm or something like that. So um, he did go to jail. And the thing is, like, he's probably going to miss one or a game or two. So there's we got a few things leading up to it. And you know, I believe Anyamata is injured or he's out. Yeah. So I would say Latavius Murray value just went up. Because Kamara's going to be used so much in the passing game. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm intrigued with Jameis only because he can push the ball down the field. So, I mean, we're going to look like a whole different team. Defense, I feel, I feel like yeah. they should still be solid. 
I mean, you Deontay Harris. I just just looked up to see. I just want to know how fast the guy is. He runs a four five and a forty. I mean, James can push. I mean, hey, I mean that, that's still pretty. I mean, four five is fast. Jeez. No, I mean consider that's like you know four 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 is kind of like your fast guys. Four three is your elite speed guys. So four five is kind of borderline average. I mean, four, I mean, four I'm still four wide receiver. I mean, I mean, how many cornerbacks running four five? I mean, uh, especially if you got a bad Usually the ones that aren't in the league. Either way, I mean, you got a D-ball threat in him. I mean, I don't know who else you're throwing the ball to other than Trey Kwan Smith. It's probably going to be a slant guy. Where did, where did Sanders go? Is he still on the team? That's a great question. Emmanuel Sanders? He signed with somebody. He says for the Buffalo Bills. Oh, yeah. Buffalo's, Buffalo's going to be dangerous too, man. And we got to play yeah, with the Bills now. Not, not, not when, not when uh, Cole Beasley takes him down. You know, decide he doesn't want to get the vaccine. <laughs> oh, Cole Beasley! What a jackass! I mean, they got Mitch Trubisky. Not, they're they're destined for greatness there. <laughs> not, not about him. Um, so uh, the, the same coworker that, that I was talking to about uh, about Ian Book and the, the quarterback, um, he asked me how we how he thought how I thought they were going to do. And uh, it got me thinking uh, because that, most of that team from last year is still intact, you know, minus Drew Brees. And now, unfortunately, Michael Thomas was kind of throwing the wrench in the thing. But, I mean, assuming that Michael Thomas is able to come back healthy in November and let's just say he's 100%, he won't be, but let's just say he's 100% and he's good to go. That's still a pretty stacked team across the board. It's just well, a matter of what do we get out of a quarterback position. So, I mean, this – this team could be eight, you know, nine and eight. They could be thirteen and four. They could be four and thirteen. I don't, I don't know. Like that, I, it's the one team in the league where I have, I have no idea, like what they're going to do because I don't know what they're going to get out of the quarterback. Well, the tweet I was looking for was a tweet from my at my sports update. I don't know this gentleman, but. Whatever. Saints lost Drew Brees, Trey Hendrickson, Sheldon Rankins, Emmanuel Sanders, Nora Jenkins, Jared Cook, uh, Thomas, and Thomas Morstead. Michael Thomas will miss the start of the season. David Onyemata is suspended six games, and Marshawn Lattimore could also be suspended for his March arrest. So that was what I was alluding to. It's just like, that's going to look very different, but you're right. It might not be the end of the world. It might not be a serious drop-off. It just might be, you know, second so place in the division. Fun. They're like, Third still place in the division. Line, still got your running back. Still got your safeties. Uh, your linebackers are still intact. Uh, obviously, Henderson was, was a big loss on the, on the pass rush, but they had so many last year. I don't. I, I think we missed. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. like we're, we're okay there. Um, Anyamata hurts. Not not having Mike T for a while hurts, but I mean, just looking at the team on paper, you know. Yeah, question mark. <laughs> yeah, I just a love question mark. And now schedule doesn't help us at all either. Like yeah. we got some pretty tough games. Yeah, I don't. I don't look at the schedules. I don't usually Everybody look at it until the beginning of the season or like the preseason. Well, Kyle, unless you had anything to add, I think we can just wrap it up and say like it's a lot of question marks. Uh, I'm expecting like you know maybe a ten and seven season. I think I think that's hopefully that's I think where I'm at right now. We'll see. We'll see how we look in the coming uh, weeks and months. Bucks running back. KC, I don't know. Oh, we didn't even talk about Aaron Rodgers. You see that Aaron Rodgers, uh, Devontae Adams, powwow. Oh, did, you, did you see that tweet I sent yesterday? 
Which one was that? Look, look in the look in the group chat. It, it was uh, all the bed nods. Uh, they're pulling it in. No, there's a source that thinks he might retire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro Football Focus said that there he, there's talks that he might retire. That will be fuck, dude. Watch you. Yeah, so his his I think it's his agent. I think it's David David Dunn. Somebody showed me. Yeah. Uh, so he was the same guy that repped Carson Palmer. Carson yeah. Palmer. And when he wanted out of Cincinnati, he was just like, "Look, I don't want to be here. I want to be traded." And they're like, "No, I'm not going to do it." And he was like, "All right, well, if you don't trade me, um, I'm I'm just not going to play. I'm going to retire." And they said, "Okay, bet. Go ahead. Like, we dare you." And then he did. He didn't play for a year, and then he ended up yeah. getting out the following year. So, like, this isn't some, like, idle threat. Like, this is the same guy that was repping him and just like, well, if you don't want to do it, you just sit the fuck out and just retire. I'm just, wait waiting. All that I'm just waiting for sports Twitter and sports media to blame Shailene Woodley. That's, that's I'm just waiting for that. Um Anyway, let's uh, let's let's call it a day. We've uh, we've gone way past that I thought, but we covered a lot. I think I'm gonna do two part one and part two. This is gonna drop Wednesday, and he's gonna drop Thursday. Uh, I'll just say my last thing. I look forward to hearing Drew Brees on the commentary, color commentary for the Notre Dame games. That'll be very exciting. So Drew, you're still in my heart, man. You're still in my heart. You'll still be there with me. Uh, anybody else Brees. to say? We, we can call it a day. We can call it a day. I got a question for y'all off off record though. Okay. Maria Taylor, NBC. Looking forward to that. Yes, Maria Taylor. And yeah, uh, ESPN, but looking forward to yeah. that. If you can Malika. Malika Andrews, she was great. She was Did great. She take it over? I love you. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know how it's all falling out, but I am happy for Maria Taylor. She deserves better than she was getting at ESPN. Uh if you if you hear this, if you were in the sound of my voice, please get vaccinated. If you're not already, please get vaccinated. Uh, and on that note, guys, it's been great. I will talk to you later. Kyle, I'm looking forward to what your question is. I'm, if it can't be on the pod, I'm very curious. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we're going to call it. Yeah, a day. I mean, it could have been, but I didn't want to keep it running. You know, oh, dollar sign A underscore J-E-N-K 14. Cash at me. Okay, I'll I'll definitely put it in the show notes again. Uh, all right, guys, that's gonna do it. Uh, if you're listening to this, thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, share, or stay tuned for part two, which is either coming right after this or coming the day after. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I got a busy week coming up, uh, so Monday and Tuesday night, we'll see how this goes. All right, guys, thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Anthony. I appreciate it, and I guess I'll just wish you guys to have a great rest of your weekend.